Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak podcast. I am Nikki Ivy, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Hope you've had a wonderful week. Um, I hope you're staying warm. We are finally uh, have melted snow today. We were in the 50s today. Um, it's so weird here in Tennessee where we can be cold and snowed in one minute and the next minute it's 50 degrees. I think it's going to be 63 tomorrow. Um, so anyway, hope you guys are staying warm. Um, we do have Brett on tonight. Hello. So we've gotten some great emails from you guys talking about how much you love hearing Brett on here. Y'all are really so sweet. Appreciate That's that. awesome. That, isn't that awesome? They, they, cause yeah. they just get tired of listening to me talk. So it's really nice to have somebody else to to bounce ideas off. But I do like, it is like more of a conversation. So I'm not just sitting here going 90 miles an hour trying to get as much information out as possible. That's true. Um, but we did have, we wanted to do a shout out to uh, one of our Patreon members, Ellen. Um, Ellen King, thank you. She's a Patreon member. She listens to the podcast and... Um, she specifically said that she really liked the conversations that we have because it gives her, um, it actually you ask questions, the things that she's thinking about. So you're oh. getting a perspective of being a dog owner and not being a trainer. Oh, that's awesome. And I think that really makes a huge difference. Yeah. Right? Because you have that, that insight to where I can sit here and talk dog training all day, but you know, I do it for a living to where, you know, owners, you're just dog lovers. Well, and, and somebody asked me on the phone today, like, okay, I don't know why I'm explaining this to you because you're the dog trainer and you know, and I was like, whoa, 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 let me stop you there. You do not want me training your dog. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that's not my job. Yeah. But you, you've got enough knowledge. I know. I, I get it. You know, so it does make a, 
you know, it does make a huge difference having a different perspective. So we appreciate you being on here. So I think we're going to try to make Britt more of a co-host than just a special guest if she will stick with me. Oh, for sure. I. It's yeah. weird because, you know, I like being in the background. But yes. I actually enjoyed this. You know, I, I'm really surprised. And that's why I wanted people to let us know if they enjoy you so that you'll know that people <laughs> enjoy you. Because if they enjoy me, if they enjoy oh, you man. being on here, because Dang. I know that you like being in the background. If, if nobody says like, "Yeah, she's no," they love you. She's an asset. I'm you like, are. Err. You are a huge <laughs> asset. So um, no, I'm really excited to have you on um, because one, it gives us a few extra minutes of time together. We don't get a ton of time together. That's true. Because of our schedules with you, you're at home in the office all day, and I'm usually gone. Don't get home. I didn't get home to 9 o'clock tonight, Um, and it's Monday night. We're putting this out on Tuesday. It is Monday night at 10 o'clock, and we are just now doing this podcast. You would think that we would have caught up and done a bunch of extra podcasts when we were snowed in last week, but I was too busy getting my nutrition certification. You and Gray were just on it we did we I mean, hammered it out were yeah that's was, all you were doing that was it it was nutrition so gray and i both are certified um as nutrition specialist so we can help you guys with nutrition i'm going to continue my education to work on nutrition with behavior and gray is actually going to get his certification in raw food diets so we're really excited about that and then we have a friend of ours and uh, someone who's in the business with dogs that is doing an advanced course with health issues and diet. Mm-hmm. Now, I started that course. Um, it's a whole lot of chemistry. It, um, I think it's it's not exactly what I need, so I'm going to let her <laughs> do that. And um, but and I, she I love that it. the three of you are are taking your strength and you're running with it. Yeah, and, I think it's really good. You kind of have yeah. Because March... You can um, refer somebody to... Oh, absolutely. We're yeah. going to refer um, people to Tiff and, and talk to her. And we'll, we'll mm-hmm. have her on a podcast. Because March, I believe, is Nutritional Awareness Month. So every podcast that we do in March is going to be on nutrition. So we will start out with just some general nutrition. Then we'll talk some doggy treats. We'll have Gray come on and talk to you about raw diets. And then we'll have Tiffany come on at the end of the month with talking health issues and the type of food that you need. Mm. So there's a lot coming up in March. We're really excited about um, the nutrition aspect. I'm a huge fan of nutrition. Um, Obviously, I like nutrition for myself. Um, I'm an avid body builder. (laughs) I don't know, strength trainer. I don't know what you want to call it. I do not do like CrossFit because it's too much cardio. Um, But I love lifting weights. So I'm big on my nutrition. I track my food. I track my macronutrients. So um, I'm a little nerdy about it anyway. Um, but funny thing is, is after taking my the course on the dogs mm-hmm. and having that detailed, when I started reading more information about the health of my food and nutrition, I was actually understanding it so much more. So I was really excited. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. So we are going to be doing that in March. Um, Britt will probably be on and... and She'll be helping with some conversation, I'm sure. Well, Maybe. as someone who has had to prepare the uh, raw diet before, I mean, yes. it's 
there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into that. There's so much that goes into it. And raw diet really is the best way to go. But it's overwhelming for people. And we did, we used to feed raw. And um, we have gotten away from it with three, you know, with three dogs. It was a little rough. Two very large dogs. And especially with one who has serious mm-hmm. sensitivity and intolerance issues. She can eat goat. And finding goat to feed <laughs> is a little bit of a challenge. Well, I'm not paying that much. Yeah, for goat, right. So we'll probably, when we when we get down to one dog, we'll probably go back to raw, and we'll have gray. We'll have gray do. We'll all just that have for gray us, do the right? plan. Because one of the things we are going to be offering um, starting soon, and here we've talked about seven minutes of nothing about of the topic that we're covering, is we are going to be offering nutritional consultations so that if you want to get an idea about your dog your dog's food what's the best thing to feed the right amount you can always reach out to us i will be doing the nutritional consultations and gray once he gets certified he will be doing our raw diet uh, consultations where he can help get you set up with a menu with the right amount with the right supplements and all that stuff so Uh, That is, the nutritional consultations are are available. We don't have it on the website yet, but we are working towards that. And then the raw consultations will be probably starting around April. So keep an eye out for that, and we'll talk more about it in March. Okay, so today's topic. (laughs) Um, So one of our wonderful clients emailed and said, one of the things that she would love for us to talk about is time management and how you... Um, have the time to train your dog. You know, what are the little things that you can do to work with your dog, especially if you are busy with a full-time job or kids or, you know, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, people I know struggle with times, you know, a lot of times when people, and I'm sure that you've heard this, people will call and say, you know, um, do y'all do board and train? Because I just don't have time to train my dog. Yeah. Right? All the time. So it, it to me... My response to that is if you have time to feed your dog, if you have time to love on your dog, if you have time to sit down and watch a 30-minute show, you have time to train your dog. And I think that's, you know, we we say that training is 24-7, and that sounds daunting, like it's a full-time job. But when you explain it as the lazy man's way of training. Absolutely. Um it's it's about habits. It's not about, you know, a regimen. It's not about, you know, commands and let's do this for 30 minutes and then take 30 minutes off and then go back to it. It's it's an all day thing. Yeah, it really is. It's in with our training, we do consider ourselves more people trainers. And it's because we want to create good habits in you. Because every time you interact with your dog, you're teaching them something. Mm-hmm. So if I can teach you to be aware of that and I can teach you good habits, then what you're doing with your dog is just second nature. Yeah. Right? It's just there. Now, obviously, when we're talking about some specific things, if you want your dog to walk nicely on leash, you've oh, got to work yeah, on Yeah, you've got to practice that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You want your dog to sit and stay in, in a busy environment, you've got to practice that. But here's the thing. I don't like when people take an hour and train their dog. Ask me why. Why is that, Nikki? <laughs> <laughs> because I think when people take out like an hour to work with their dog, that's the only time they're being consistent. And mm, they're basically yeah. telling the dog, this is the time where you need to pay attention. Will you listen to me? Right, because here yeah. are where the cues are. 
right? So the owner grabbing the treats, grabbing the treat bag, mm-hmm. um, you know, what whatever other little equipment they need. Well, they grab that. They have actually cued the dog to say, hey, we're about to do some things where you can earn rewards. Yeah. So the dog is tuned in. But the 23 hours of the rest of the day, the mm-hmm. dog is giving you the middle finger. Is it is it important, though, for some people to know, those with behavioral issues, that it's okay for the dog to know that that's a cue? Because you're trying to do like a... Um, like a positive association with something. It's like, oh, hey, we're going to go do this thing. Like, we're going to go meet people because you got the treat bag. Yeah. Or this particular treat has come out. Because I know that you have the high value rewards in, you know, when you're doing counter conditioning. Um, Is it okay for the dog to know, like, oh, that's what we're going to do? And yeah. get excited about that sort of thing? Yeah, I think well, it's, not, it's not talking about manners. Yeah, no. But you, I think with, when you're dealing with behavior issues, and especially with counter conditioning, I think it's fine to have that cue. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think cues are always going to be a part um, because eventually the treat bag isn't the cue. But if you're counter conditioning, say you're counter conditioning a dog with uh, people, right? They're afraid of people and we want to make them feel safe with people. Well, the treat bag may start out as being the cue that we're in a training session, mm-hmm. but eventually the people will be a cue. Okay, that but there's makes a sense. possibility of a reward that happening. That makes sense. So and, cues are always probably and ultimately, be there. you know, even with manners, you do that to some degree. I mean, you start, <laughs> um, for instance, with Isabella, we we started, you know, treat heavy, and now it's you know sporadic, as you say, the slot machine. Yep. Um, okay, so that makes sense. Yeah, so you know when you're when you're looking at something like, let's talk about using treats for a second because I think it's really important. I think people they either go to the extreme and overuse the treats, or mm-hmm. they don't use them enough. And so I think that people really struggle with, well, when do I give those rewards? You know, when is mm-hmm. it just a verbal? You know, the thing is, when we are talking about training, we like to have a good verbal marker. That's like a free spin on a slot machine. Mm-hmm. We have our, our verbal marker with a pet. You've won a few quarters, but it depends on the dog. Um, especially if you're trying to pet the dog for not going to go play with another dog. That reward yeah, is not very, not it's not very big. Yeah. And then you have your, you know, verbal marker with a resource, which is maybe go see that dog or it could be treats. But it's, we want the dog to understand that there's an opportunity to earn those at any time that the dog is breathing mm. so 24 7 24 7 we go back to the time management exactly thing. right so so I, if they know that there's always a possibility to earn that and it could be as simple as giving 25 good boys and on that 26th good boy you give a small piece of treat mm. and then you go back to giving 25 30 good boys before the next one happens. If you do that, then the dog is going to start being more aware that the good boys have that potential of a reward. Now, if you're only giving good boy and treats during that training session, then the good boy is not going to be a powerful word or words. Okay. Right. So I can always tell when people are doing more training sessions. Yeah. Is when the when just randomly I say good boy or good girl to the dog, I don't get that whiplash effect. The dog mm-hmm. doesn't swing that head and look at me. Yeah. I know at that point, then they're doing too many training sessions and not making training 
a lifestyle. Yeah. I will say, it, you know, I've talked to people and and I'll say like training is 24 seven and that, that makes people nervous. They're like, oh my God, <laughs> like I got to do this all damn day. Like, yeah. no, it's, it's about habits. Yes. It's about the way you interact with your dog. Yeah. It's um, about automatically knowing that you don't give your dog attention if they jump. You don't have to think about it. Right. You, you just, just ignore You them. just do it. Yeah. But you're also very much aware of randomly good boy. Mm-hmm. Not waiting. And I think this is probably one of the biggest problems is people wait for a bad behavior to exhibit itself or to show itself. Yeah. Before they start thinking about the good behavior. Yeah. So you have a very, um, very good possibility of creating a chain behavior. Mm-hmm. So tonight, one of my absolute most favorite uh, people in our group class, I adore this woman. I don't even know if she listens to our podcast, but I adore this woman and her <laughs> dog. Um, he's an eight-year-old golden, mm-hmm. and he's red, and he's got the white face, and his name's Winton, and I adore him. And uh, it's just this old guy, right? And he, but he is such a good boy, and she knows that the class is for her, <laughs> right? But it's funny that Whenever I was watching her uh, tonight, he's a barker, and he will bark at her. Now, she does a great job at ignoring him, mm-hmm. okay? Um, but when he stops barking, she's very quick to turn around and give a treat. So okay. she's creating a chain behavior. So in that situation, she's waiting for the bad behavior to take place before focusing on the quiet. I see. So that's when we talk about creating good habits. Yeah. It's just knowing I'm going to totally just ignore the bad thing if it's not self-rewarding and just wait until I get something good or know that I'm going to reward quiet on a regular basis. Like the dog barking out the front window. I think this is one of the things that you and I have really had to work on because Jake was a big barker out the window, the front door. We Mm -hmm. keep our front door open. Uh, Dayan obviously is a Rottweiler. Her job is to protect. <laughs> Isabella, luckily, is not much of a barker out no. the window. But one of the things that we had to focus on, and, and I, I caught us doing it, and, you know, we would gripe when the dogs would bark like heathens, but I recognized that we were waiting for the bad behavior to happen Yeah. before we acknowledged the good. Well, and and you've said this before, and it's so true, is, you know, when you have a dog that's doing something good, like they're just laying there being sweet. You don't want to. You don't want to wake them up. You don't want them to not do that. So you don't want to acknowledge it, right? Um, you just want to be quiet because they're actually being so good. You should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's because <laughs> it feels counterintuitive. <laughs> Absolutely. And I was I was really good there for a while at um, when say a truck would show up or mm-hmm. people were walking down the street. And if Dan did not bark, she didn't even have to see them. I was randomly telling her good girl and rewarding her. Mm-hmm. It got to the point where if I said good girl, she would jump up and look <laughs> out the window. Like, what did I miss? She still does that. She's such a dork. And she's going to be 11 in June. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, and you know, we're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. Cause y'all, I'm going to be real. I don't want to train my dogs when I get home. I don't want to work on their behavior. You're, you're like a like a carpenter whose cabinets are messed up. Oh, like you, don't about, to, you don't want to come home and fix that cabinet. Right. How about like my dad who, you know, he built multi-million dollar <laughs> homes. He was a framer, 
right? He built multi multi million dollar homes, but yeah. Mama couldn't get him to fix the damn toilet paper holder that was falling off the cabinet. Did he say that it's because his trailer was somewhere else? And probably he didn't have his tools. Yeah, probably right, he then. didn't have his tools. We'll give him a pass. Yeah, and I don't think he listens to this. So. <laughs> I don't he think my mama does either. He definitely isn't listening They're not, to it. They're not right. really dog people. I don't know where I get it from, but... We love them. We do love them. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, y'all. I, I don't want to come home and work with my dogs. I get it. And it's tiring. Um, you go to work all day. You come home, and if you got kids, my God. Having kids and a dog, hey, you know what? More power to you. You should probably drink more than me if you have dogs and kids. Lord Jesus. Right? Have it's, I'm telling you, it is rough. <laughs> but here, if you just start creating good habits, then you will be training your dogs to teach them. Basically, the biggest thing is teaching them to stay tuned into you. Mm-hmm. And if you can keep your dog tuned in, not them, they're not staring at you all day, right? But just knowing that there's always a possibility for a reward then your dog is going to stay tuned into you. And that is half the battle. Yeah. The majority of the issues people have with dogs is they don't tune into them at all. You know what? People call that distractions. And you know what I call distractions? What? Something that's more rewarding than you. Mm. I would have to say that there have probably been a lot of things more rewarding than me. In Absolutely. Is- in Isabella's life. Absolutely. And And going back to that time management thing, I think, a lot of us have guilt about days where we have so much going on that's beyond our control. Whether that's kids, whether that's work, um, whether that's health. I mean, there are all kinds of things. And there's, you know, we feel a lot of guilt for that. And we probably try to overcompensate for it on the days that we have the time. And, um, you know, I mean, I again, I th- I think I've said this before. Like, give yourself some grace. Absolutely. I mean, I've had to. It's it's hard. Yeah, it's really hard. I mean, there are times where we do make excuses and we could legitimately work with our dogs, but there are other times where it's just, you know, we can't do a training session, which I think again goes back to your twenty four seven. It doesn't matter what the situation is. If you're laying in bed and you can't get up, all right, what's your dog doing? You know, are you rewarding your dog for being there with you? Are you, you know, what are you doing to, you know, in those situations? And sometimes it's just acknowledging your dog. Yeah. Just like, hey, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, good puppy. Like, let me pet you and. All right. Like, I appreciate you just hanging out here. Yeah. What good puppies you are. Yeah. And, I mean, having a border collie, that was difficult. Oh, boy. I mean, and we've talked about the, the period with her where I I didn't do anything with her because I, I couldn't. And that was, like, I felt a lot of guilt for that. Not getting up and walking her, training her, or teaching her anything. And I mean, she's Uncle a, Gray helped out a lot. Gray. Because I wasn't doing a thing. God bless him. He's an angel. Um, yeah. He came and got her and did a lot. Yeah. Um, but, you know, even if you don't have that support, just, you know, if she was laying in the bed with me, petting her and telling her she's a good girl. And, and I had treats at one point, like, by the bed and, like, handing them to her. And just so she knows, like, oh, okay, cool. Like, 
this is okay for me to do. Yeah, because let me tell you something, guys. Your dogs do not come to your house with a manual on what they should expect. <laughs> yeah. Right? Dogs, like kids. <laughs> right? Dogs don't know that some dogs sleep in the bed. Some dogs lay on the couch mm-hmm. all day. Some dogs get to go to the dog park five days a week. Some dogs... Don't tell Isabella, don't tell Isabella that. that. She doesn't need to know that information. Yeah. Some dogs don't get to... <laughs> I go for walks every day. I get so tickled because my clients, some of my clients are like, you know, I can only get them out for, you know, maybe a, a, a mile a walk or, or 30 minutes a walk. And I look at them what? and I kind of laugh. I'm like, that's more than my dogs get. I have a backyard, right? We, go we, out we built them a it. fence. I built you a fence. <laughs> um, you know, so thing is, is that dogs are actually very forgiving. They are... Um, they don't really have a lot of expectations. They just kind of enjoy life where it is and with what's happening. And and spending time with you is important. But it's also important that you set those expectations so that you can develop a real relationship. So think about, I want you to think about your your partnership, your, I, I mean, it's basically a relationship with your dog. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are times that Britt and I, in a relationship, you know, we're married. We've been together for eight years. Okay, it's nine, but no, that's it's fine. Going, it's going on nine. It's going on nine. So, but you know what? We don't get to spend a ton of time together. She mm-hmm. is running dog speak. Um, she is doing stuff with retrieving independence. She is taking care of this house. She's taking care of six animals. She's booking Gray and I. She's talking to clients. She's answering emails. I'm out of the house. I'm at the gym. I'm going to clients. I'm going to class. I don't get home to late. So it is one of those things that it's not always perfect, but it's the time that we do get to spend together that we make that as beneficial as possible. And sometimes that is simply sitting down and watching Florida Gators softball. Go Gators. Go Gators, right? And I know there are some people from rolling their eyes right now. But y'all, it's softball There are season. some people literally rolling, probably, rolling tide right now. They're probably doing that and turning this off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, balls for life. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so here's the thing with that. It's, it's the quality that you make. It's not quantity. It's quality. I don't care if you have 10 minutes with your dog. You make that 10 minutes whatever that needs to be. And that 10 minutes may need to be that your dog just needs to lay with you and be rubbed on. Mm -hmm. That 10 minutes with your dog may just need to be working on uh, coming when called. But that's if the dog is interested in that, right? I don't want you guys worrying about, okay, I've got to spend this amount of time with dogs. There are going to be some days that you're going to have an hour that you can do anything you want with your dog. And then there are going to be some days that there's 15 minutes that you have. What can you do in those 15 minutes? Do whatever you want to do in those 15 minutes with your dog, but do something productive. Mm -hmm. And if that is just laying down and cuddling with your dog, let me tell you something. That is good for your soul and the dog is going to probably enjoy it too. Yeah. Even the crazy border collie. Yeah, I mean, it's it really does go back to just creating habits and how you interact in general in every interaction that you have. Yeah, and being consistent. And, yeah, and being consistent and setting expectations. Yeah, right. So don't 
you're not doing your dog any favor by letting him, you know, get away with jumping three days in a row because you're feeling giddy and you don't mind because you're wearing long sleeves and long or, or you feel bad about it because you feel bad. Yeah, right? you're like, because okay, you I'm going to let him. Around. Yeah, I'm so going to let him do jump, what they want. Right. And then you get mad on the fourth day because now you don't want him jumping yep. and because you're wearing nice clothes. That is going to do more harm than you not spending specific amount of time training your dog. Yeah. This is where the 24-7 comes in. Mm-hmm. Be consistent. I don't care how much time you spend working with your dog speci- on specific behaviors. What I want you to do is be, no, one, know what you want in a given situation. What is the expectation? Yeah. All right. Number two, are you going to be consistent with that? All right. Those are the only things that are really the most important is setting the expectations, knowing what you want, and then making sure that you follow through with it and you stay consistent with it. Mm-hmm. It's when you're inconsistent that causes the serious issues. And this means if, if you spend, I don't care if you spent two hours a day training your dog, every single day you spent two hours training your dog, if you're inconsistent the other 22 hours every day, mm-hmm. then everything you did in that two hour is pointless. So it's that foundation of getting and creating good habits. And yes, you do have to spend time working on specific things if you want those things. But as far as daily, don't feel guilty. That's huge. Don't feel guilty. Because let me tell you, life just doesn't, life is not this, this perfect roadmap. Right. It's it's not planned out. This is why I don't like routines. Matter of fact, I hate routines. I hate it when people say I have to feed my dog at six and six. Is that really realistic? And that's setting the dog up to have a panic attack when it comes six o'clock and nobody's home to feed them. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to go out to dinner with people and sometimes we got some eat at six. Like, yeah. Sorry, you got to eat dinner at four thirty. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes our dogs do eat early. And sometimes I get up really early and they're like, I don't want to eat right now. No, too bad. You're eating right now. So I think that life, if you teach a dog that life can be different, but that you may not eat the same time every day, but when you do eat, here's the expectation. Mm -hmm. Then it doesn't matter what time you feed them. Yeah. You don't have to run home to feed your dog. If you want to go out and have that drink with your friend... Do it. Just make sure you come back home to your dog. Just come back home to your dog. Exactly. <laughs> have that one drink and then Uber if you have to. I mean, but it's really, y'all, it's one of those that stop wearing yourself out. They are a part of your life, not your life. And that may sound really harsh coming from someone who does this for a living, but I've also learned a lot of human psychology. You've got to understand that dogs are a part of your life. They're not your life. Mm -hmm. But being a part, you still have to have some expectations and you still have to have some consistency. But learning how to interact with them in the way that's going to teach them good manners on a regular basis. And then when you want to have those special things to work on, leash manners, uh, behavior around other dogs, whatever, then you can spend time working on that. But some of those, I don't care if you only have 20 minutes. It's like I tell people with, you know, when you're going to the gym and something I've had to learn is Mm, that I don't, if I go to the gym, if I can't spend an hour and a half at the gym, used to, I'd be like, well, if I can't spend at least an hour, I'm not even going. You're just not going. That's pointless, right? 
Sometimes I get in there and I'm 25 minutes and then I've got to go. And I t- and, and at first I was very frustrated with, with myself. But then I realized that, you know what? That 25 minutes is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. So whatever time you spend with your dogs, just make it beneficial for you and the dog. And do not spend time with your dog with the guilt emotion that is pushing you. Mm, yeah, that's... Right? That's the thing. Like, you you try to make up for so much. And dogs don't process like that. No. They don't process like we do. So you got to get rid of that. Yeah. And and it's I mean, unless you're just being a jerk to your dog, then you shouldn't have one. But, I mean, (laughs) then you should have guilt. But, you know, yeah, the the time management thing. Yeah, the the guilt's got to go away. So I have several clients that um, are expecting babies or have already had them and congratulations congratulations to all of them we've had several that are pregnant and yay babies giving baby giving babies giving birth (laughs) or (laughs) giving babies giving birth um one of the biggest things that i do want to tell you guys that don't try to make up time with your dog when the baby is asleep Number one, you're going to need sleep when the baby's sleeping. Yeah, you got other things to you do. Got other things you need to do. But also, we don't want the dog to think that when the baby is around, I get ignored. And when the baby's gone, I get over attention. Yeah, because yeah, we, 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 I say we, we, we you teach counter conditioning in that way, just the opposite way when you're working with, you know, dog reactivity. Yep. <laughs> We want that baby Human to do good things. Rea- yeah. Like you want to reward that dog around the baby. Yeah. And it may be not be that that, ba- that baby, that dog is the center of attention, but the dog can still be a part. It may be a different part. It's a different dynamic. It's a different it's, dynamic. Yeah. Just because the dynamic changes doesn't mean that. But it, the dog can still be a part of it and it not be the center of your world. And the dog is going to adjust just fine to that. Don't try to make up for it. Mm-hmm. If you just go on and and do things with confidence, consistency, and just move forward, then your dog is going to adjust really well. So you just got to remember, there are a lot of things that you can do in just every interaction that you have with your dog. Make sure that you're acknowledging behavior on a regular basis. That's one big thing. Okay. The other is if um, you have a chance to do some hand feeding exercises at dinner time, that's great. But you know what? That's not always possible. So what are the other things that we can do? Enrichment. I had a um, client tonight in one of our group classes. She said, you know what? I have five dogs. Um, And after I picked my jaw up off the floor, because that's (laughs) a lot, um, she threw the bowls away. None of her dogs eat out of a bowl. And I think it's brilliant. And she's actually on a, uh, there's a Facebook page on enrichment. And we've done an enrichment episode. Okay. But she basically never feeds out of a bowl. So they're either in a toy, they're either tossed in the backyard. Okay, that, sorry. I I didn't know where you were going with that. I was like, (laughs) but what did they eat off of? (laughs) Okay, gotcha now. I see where you're going. They have to work for their food. So even if you can't spend time with your dog at that moment, Giving them something that's in, enriching for them mm-hmm. is huge, right? So, and that can be just anything. Like I handed you a an empty Kleenex box mm-hmm. and I told you to feed Isabella out of that, which you did not do. Oh, well, that's a whole other story. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to do okay. this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, off, off air. Besides the fact that 
Isabella wants to eat the Kleenex box because she's like, you're actually giving me paper. Yeah, she does like paper. That's awesome. This is the best day of my life. Well, I guess we have to make the kibble more interesting than the paper. All right. Well, so, we'll talk about that in March with uh, the nutrition. Right, we'll have to talk about that. But it's really, there. there's things, as long as you're giving your dog enrichment exercises, so eating off of a snuffle mat, eating, you know, throwing it out in the grass and letting them hunt for that. Uh, finding a, you know, the tricky treat ball is one of my favorite things to use. Snuffle mats are fantastic, but there are a lot of different feeding type toys that you can give your dogs to eat their meal out of. And that's enriching. Enrichment just doesn't come from humans. Enrichment is using the natural abilities that your dog has and building off of that. So if you have a dog who loves to use their nose, tossing their food in some high grass is a great way to, to feed them their meal. So don't think that you have to sit down and you have to do training exercises every day with your dog. Training is 24-7, which means, don't freak out, which means you create good habits within yourself so that when you are interacting with your dog, you are automatically, without thinking, acknowledging the good behavior. I, I, to this day, even though I don't do a lot of work with the dogs anymore here that live in our house. Um, <laughs> been there, done that. Um, I still regularly tell them how good they are on a regular basis. And I actually do it with the cats too. Yeah. So even if my cat's just laying there being good, I'm like, oh, Steve, you're such a good boy. <laughs> All right. It's just habit, which okay. maybe is Steve, why he comes to me when Steve, I call him. Steve doesn't get the good boy very often. Okay. He does from me. But it really is, is just don't think that you guys have to spend an hour a day. Um, really, if it's 10 minutes, if it's something that is enrichment, um, if it's uh, positive for you and the dog, and maybe it's just teaching the dog that just laying next to you while you watch TV is something positive, then you know what? That's great. So I don't really want you guys to be stressed out, but let's be real. When you tell me you don't have time to train your dogs, <laughs> I'm going to tell you that you need to give your dogs up. Because that tells me if you don't have time to train your dogs, that tells me that you don't have time to feed them, let them out to potty, or even pet on them. I see what you did there. You like that? Dang. Dang. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> I'm on it. But that's the thing, guys. When you let them out to potty, guess what? You can teach them something like, I don't know, door control, self-control. Right? Permission to go outside, that's a reward. Permission to come in, that's a reward. That's self-control. That's part of the foundation skills. When you're feeding, you can teach self-control problem-solving skills with hand feeding. You can do enrichment. Put it in a, in a snuffle mat. When you're petting and loving on them, you pet and love on them when they're giving you the behavior that you like. Not jumping, not barking. Right? Yeah. Standing four on the floor, walking up to... You know how many times your dog comes to you on a regular basis? How many times does your dog come to you on a daily basis? Probably more than I want sometimes. <laughs> like, can I just use the bathroom without you? Yeah, it's so she does. But here's the like thing. Like a people, toddler. People like my dog, my dog won't come to me. Really? Because the dog probably comes to you 5,000 times a day, mm. and you have ignored 4,999 times. Yeah. And that one time you acknowledge because maybe they put their nose up your butt, and you had to pay attention. <laughs> but then you expect them to come when you call them outside. Right. So this is what we're getting to. It's about acknowledging good behavior, capturing good behavior. Your dog gives you a lot of good behavior. If you learn how to capture it on a regular basis, acknowledge it with your verbal marker, throw in some treats, throw in some petting and love, throw in a ball, throw in a toy, 
then your dog's going to learn that those behaviors are something that really gets what they want. And they're going to start storing that in the brain. Therefore, they're going to start defaulting to the good stuff instead of the bad things that you're always looking for and acknowledging by telling them to stop, quit, no, don't, Mm -hmm. whatever. So that is why we say training is 24-7. And if you do that, then you don't have to feel that guilt of not spending an hour and a half, two hours a day training your dog. I don't care if you spend an hour a day training your dog. If you go out and do 10 minutes of leash walking, and then give me 10 minutes of leash walking and make it, make it the most perfect quality that you can make it. Yeah. Then 30 minutes trying to walk around the block and your dog pulled 90% of the time. But you made it around the block. That is not doing any good. Give me 10 to 15 minutes of focused walking, teaching walking, where the dog has to stay tuned in. And that 10 to 15 minute walk of that dog staying tuned into you, not staring, just tuning in with the ears, will feel like an hour walk for that dog. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't even change your environment. So there you go. Maybe I took some pressure off of you guys. Maybe I confused you even more. I don't know. It's 1030 at night. I'm not real <laughs> sure at this point. But we'll see. Give us your thoughts on this. You know, Shoot us an email and let us know your thoughts. And if you have ideas of anything you would like for us to cover, let us know. Britt, you got anything yes, to throw out there? Because, I mean, you've got the dog that needs... I mean, my dog that I brought into this relationship is 10 years old. So there wasn't a whole lot that needs to happen these days. And, of course, the oldest one we have is going to be 15 in April. Mm. So, you know, Isabella's our young pup, and she does need a lot. Yeah. How do you go about giving her what she needs with all the things that are piled on your plate? Well, I think, one, realizing that the physical activity isn't necessarily as important as the mental. Um, I can see, you know, if I put the puzzle out for her and that's 15, 20 minutes and we'll do, or we'll do it a couple times. So, you know, 30 minutes and I can be sitting here working while she's doing that um, and encouraging her, you know, good girl, as she's finding where the tree is in this puzzle. I mean, afterwards she's like, all right, I'm spent. Like that was, but I can walk her for two miles and she'll come back and she's like, all right, what are we doing next? Yeah. What's next? Not, not to say that, that physical activity isn't important. It, it, it is. is. Yes. And, and I get a lot of joy and it's very therapeutic to take her hiking, but I can see a difference in, you know, those mental sessions and I use sessions lightly, but those moments where you know, she's using her brain. I can see the difference in that. Well, I can tell you, it's like I work out five to six days a week. And it it is tiring initially, mm-hmm. but I actually get a boost of energy. Well, you're building stamina. Right. I'm building stamina. But last week when the snow was down and I was <laughs> studying for my nutritional course, I didn't get to go to the gym. I think one day I got to go to the gym. No, I didn't because it was closed. Yeah, it was closed. I did not get to work out at all last week, but I was exhausted at the end of the night. There were naps. There were naps because that mental stimulation. So, um, you know, even like she said, just working, just throwing down a puzzle. 
And if you have multiple dogs, don't expect them to keep each other occupied Mm -mm. or entertained. That's not fair, especially if you have an older dog. You know, there are times that we want the 10-year-old to entertain the 2-year-old, and she she does most of the time. But listen, we've, we've all been there where our parents are like, hey... You're old enough to watch your baby sister now? No, we haven't all, but... Well, I mean, or your cousin, or <laughs> the neighbor, or whatever, and you're like, oh no, this is horrible. Please don't make me do this. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure Dan feels that way sometimes. Like, right. please don't make me babysit the, the puppy. Yeah, so don't put that on your <laughs> other dog. Um, but do make sure that whatever it is you're doing, make it high quality. Mm-hmm. Not quantity, but quality. And hope this takes a little pressure off you guys. Well, I think that about wraps it up. I mean, we spent seven minutes not talking about the topic, but then we went way over from what I wanted to make this tonight. That's what happens when we get to talking. Um, but I hope that you guys got some some ideas. But also, I think the biggest thing for this is to take that pressure off and to not make you feel guilty for not spending that time. But just know that when you are able to spend that one-on-one time, quality, right? And it can be a yeah. five or ten minute training exercise. But here's the thing. I mix training with play. Well, and, and that's what I was going to say. I think about what I'm going to do for leisure. I'm like, okay, how can I incorporate my dog into this? Yeah. I mean, I hike and fish, so that's easy. But, you know, get creative with it. Yeah. How can my dog be involved in this exercise right. that I'm doing? Or let's say that my dog just wants to play some fetch or play tug. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can incorporate a few sit stays with that. Absolutely. I can work on calm when called. You can also do some bicep curls with it. You can do bicep <laughs> curls when you're doing it. That's right, when you're playing tug. Right? So there are a lot of ways that you can do it. So just know that um, don't stress yourself out. Quality over quantity. And know that, that the dog is going to appreciate any time with you. The most important thing is setting expectations and being consistent. Mm-hmm. Not changing the rules day in and day out. I don't care what it is, don't change the rules. Set the rules. They're there. They don't have to be harsh rules, but just let the dog know that there are expectations and stay consistent. That will be the most beneficial thing for your dog. All right. Any uh, any final words from you? No, oh, she's done. She's no. ready for bed. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's been a long day. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you guys. If you have any type of comments, if you have ideas, shoot us an email at podcast at dogspeak101.com. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you've not looked at our Patreon, check it out. We have some new Patreon videos on there uh, that are for our members. We are going to be putting a new Patreon video up soon uh, where I think we're going to do the leave it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I have the leave it on our website right now. So we may have to take that off the website and throw it on the Patreon video. Ooh. No, no, we oh, don't. We don't. So it's going to go to the it's Patreon. New, we got to make a new video. Oh, so there you go. So um, new video. check out the patreon.com slash dogspeak. Uh, again, if you cannot monetarily support us, that's okay. Share our podcast with others. Um, you know, I love seeing... Uh, new listeners. I love getting the emails uh, from new listeners that have been enjoying this. And um, that's the whole goal for us is just to help your life, help your dog, um, help that relationship be better and educate you. And, um, and just, you know, help you to see that your dog is such an amazing part of life, but it can't be an amazing part of life just being there. 
there are things that you have to do in order to make a good relationship out of that. So that's all we got this week. I hope you guys get out and practice and work with your dogs and don't be stressed out. Quality over quantity. We love you. We appreciate you. And we really hope that uh, we get to meet each and every one of you one day. Um, And if you've not had a chance to do any of our online communication stuff or our classes, you can check those out. You can find everything on our Facebook page, dogspeak101.com. And that is it. That is a wrap. Say goodnight. Good night. (laughs) And as y'all are listening to this during the day, we're going to say good night. All right. See you guys soon.